Oh my gosh. Okay, we're doing it. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. This is insane. This is uh, officially the product of a dream in the making. Yeah, this is probably going on six years in the making. The amount of times that we need a podcast or you guys need a podcast has exited our mouths or someone else's mm -hmm. is insane. And here we are. Yep, exactly. The start of a very exciting new beginning. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Oh my goodness, freaking gracious. Oh <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure many people who are listening know who we are. But for those who don't, I am Kaylin Yvonne Willis. And I am Clotilda Sabia tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But you can call me whatever, Chloe, Chloe, really anything that makes you feel like your best self, poopy Ooh. face, whatever, <laughs> whatever makes you feel best. That's how I would like you to refer to me as. Yes, yes. I think that we can start off by just sort of giving the story of how we were brought together and how this podcast came about. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, well, it depends how, how far back you want to go. Because personally, for me, I think it started with me making the decision when I was in a sort of low place to still, even though in the midst of kind of the place I was in to still pursue what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was in high school, you know? And so I hadn't really had a say in um, my life before deciding where to go to college, which actually I was very grateful for. A lot of people don't have the same privilege, not just in terms of going to college, but then in terms of going to what college, yeah. like, you know, I feel like a lot of yeah. parents have legacies or whatever it is at certain places and the, the kid has no choice. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, think, gratefully, yeah. I was going to say, I think you should, if you're comfortable, sort of tell, go further, like deeper into that story because actually we have a very similar path to Mizzou, mm -hmm. weirdly enough, mm -hmm. in terms of to where we thought we were going to go and how the universe sort of just yes. skirted that, yes. that journey the yes. other way. Yes. Yes, yes. It actually is absolutely insane how that happened. Um, but yeah, I was in a super like hardcore, long-term, um, pretty codependent relationship to where mm -hmm. I, I hadn't made many decisions um, for in favor of myself or my highest interest until choosing where to go to college. I was actually going to go to school literally 30 minutes from my, at the time, boyfriend. Um, and I was so deep in a sort of like brainwashed codependent state that not many things, not many truths ever came through to me in that time. I'm sure they did, but not many that I can remember. But one very prominent one was when I was deciding where to go to school. Um, Mizzou has the best journal or, you know, I mean, if you ask me where the best journalism, <laughs> us, where the best journalism school in the country is, um, I would tell you University of mother freaking Missouri. And it's backed um, by data too. So don't come for yeah. us. Yes, yes, we have the receipts. We have the receipts for that one. But anyway, um, so yeah, I was in uh, this relationship and I, I uh, was full throttle, um, sort of planned on going uh, to school by him, like 30 minutes away from him. And then it was like an hour from my house, which there's nothing wrong uh, going to school close to home. But for me, anywhere I was at, oh my goodness, if I had gone to school an hour from my home, not a freaking chance I'd be where I am now. Again, not, not there's anything wrong with that, but for my own specific path, which we'll get to. But anyway, mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, I will never forget where I was when that inner voice came through to me. I was actually babysitting. Um, I was, I used to nanny for these two, uh, three little boys and I was at that house and I think it was like, I had to, I, I finally had to make that Facebook post, you know, you know, the Facebook post, yep. right. Where yep. you're like university of blank 2020 or whatever, whatever year I ended up graduating. <laughs> Who even remembers? <laughs> 2015, um, 2015, 2019 end up being 2020. Uh, college is a, um, is a, is just a process, not a five-year process. Yeah. But anyway, Yep. I remember being there and when it came, I had, I was accepted into the school. I was almost going to go to Quinnipiac and I was also accepted into Mizzou and I was about to go make that post. And my, my fingers started typing before I even could decide, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I just typed in university of Missouri class of 2020 and that was freaking it baby. Mm. And I remember getting texts, uh, after I made that post, um, 
I don't, I, you know, memory is still a little twisted. So I don't want to make any fake memories here. I'm very conscious in how I speak on things, especially when it's the past four years. But I'm pretty sure it was after that post that uh, I may have received a WTF text again. Dude. The false memories really be out here. So I don't want to say that's <laughs> what happened. But in my world, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And that was my my sort of final, yep, I'm doing this. I'm doing, I'm doing what I know is uh, in favor of my highest freaking purpose, baby. And then I was gifted, gifted with the thing, not to refer to you as a thing. <laughs> I was gifted with the person who would then sort of heal me through all of those uh, uh, later con- consequences, quote unquote consequences of making that decision. They didn't end wow. up being consequences. It ended up being a beautiful, incredible journey and they were rewards. But at the time it felt like consequences. Um, I'm actually, I'm freaking out because our story, our backstory before we even knew each other existed is actually so similar, way, way more similar than I thought it would be. Because at the time where I, like when I had decided to go to Mizzou, I wasn't in an official relationship, but my first love from high school, we had been talking again and we're sort of expecting to start dating. And at the time he was going to Missouri State, which was a few hours away from where I'm from. And a a lot of factors, whenever I was deciding where to go to school, I didn't really have that much money since I would be doing college on my, like paying for college on my own. Um, and Missouri State, although I had visited Mizzou and fell in love with it, Missouri State was a lot cheaper, a lot more doable, and he also went there. And it wasn't—I wouldn't say it was—it was a toxic relationship, but I definitely was codependent for other reasons that I think um, mm. had to do with just past childhood trauma. You know, whatever. Codependency, it, it, deeply rooted. Deep, deeply rooted. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, um, but at the time, because of all those factors, it was cheaper and he was there. I just sort of had settled on Missouri State. Uh, And I I would say a few weeks after I had accepted it, and I was still sad about not being able to go to Mizzou, uh, my mom got a letter in the mail. And usually, whenever we got stuff from Mizzou at that point, we just threw it away because we knew I I wasn't going to go there. Oh my God, the sounds of future me screaming every time. (laughs) The envelope landed in the trash, like me punching the air. Dude, dude, literally, literally. And I I just remember being at school and she texted me freaking out. She was like, Kaylin, I got this letter from Mizzou and I wasn't going to open it, but something told me that I needed to. I couldn't throw it away. I opened it and she was saying that I had received a scholarship from Mizzou. Uh, that was, I mean, a hefty one. I I wasn't going to be able to go for free, but I was going to be able to, you know, make it doable with student loans and all that stuff. So when I got that, I was just, I was so happy. And I remember I hadn't told anyone yet. And it was a tweet for me. It wasn't a Facebook post. I had tweeted that I decided I was going to Mizzou before I told my ex, my ex-boyfriend, ex-love, whatever you want to call it. We went it. straight to social media yes. before the approval of the significant other. Which yes. I think, I think I was going to say that's important. I'm proud of us. Yeah. But at yes, the time, too. at the time I got the same sort of WTF text as well. And after that text, you know, to me, me going to Mizzou, in my mind, it wasn't, okay, we're not going to be in a relationship. You know, I'm I'm choosing Mizzou to get away from you. It was I'm choosing a path for myself. I'm so happy about this. This is what I yeah. wanted. Yeah. I didn't think it would affect anything, but as soon as he figured that out, he was so upset and just you know, for him, long distance wasn't doable. It hadn't been before. That was the reason why we broke up the first time was because right. he was going away to college. He didn't want to do long distance. So I don't know. I felt I felt like that was a blessing in disguise because that's what I wanted. And if he wasn't if he wasn't down for that, if he wasn't down for yeah. the ride, then I say evaluate your significant other by making big decisions for yourself, no matter how it affects them and seeing how they react. If it's, there's a difference between sadness and then anger. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's going to be natural for them to be like, oh, dang, this sucks, but this is what you have to do for you. And whatever's meant to be for us will be. In fact, we can only thrive as long as we're doing the best things that we can do for ourselves as individuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. And I think... I think at that moment, oh, I just had I just had a revelation. At that moment, that was that was one of the first times, Chloe, that you and I did something for ourselves without the input 
Yeah. Yeah. Down everywhere. Yeah. You guys make those decisions for you. Have a fun, make it a fun game today. Make a decision for yourself and watch the pathways that open up. Even if it's not immediate, it will happen over time. And woo wee. Yes. It is incredible. Yes. And look what happened though. As soon as, soon as we decided to make that big life altering decision for ourselves out of love with no one else's input or guidance, we were brought together and all of these beautiful things came out of our life. I, I, I would say that moment where I got accepted to Mizzou and decided that I was going to make it happen no matter what. I mean, that's what led me to you. That's what led me to Jared. That's what, yes. and all these amazing things came out of it. Yes. And whatever emotions that we were scared of feeling that we might feel if we, uh, you know, sort of ended those relationships or made this decision for ourselves, we were given each other to help deal with, if that makes yes. sense. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Like it's not as scary when you know that like that opportunity that's going to be given to you later on is going to help heal whatever sort of uh, negative emotions are coming up from the last opportunity that you yes. are not opportunity endeavor, whatever that you had to end in better interests of yourself. Yes. And I, I think we made such a, a quick decision. We didn't allow fear to step yes. in and yes. alter. Listen, people, I'm a type A. I'm a planner. I, I like to think through things before I do them, but that's not always the best because then, you know, the egoic, the egoic traits come in like fear thinking about, oh, if I do this, then this bad thing could happen, right. whatever. In that moment, yeah. we, we, we just acted through, through the feeling, through the motion, yeah. the inner voice. And, you know, I think people kind of fear the idea of the inner voice because everyone's like, is it like, you know, some, some colors and stuff and all this, all these visuals, uh, you know, someone like comes to you as, as Jesus Christ and is like, to go to Mizzou, Chloe, break up with your boyfriend and go to Mizzou. Like, is that how it works? <laughs> No, it's this inner knowing that like, just play with it, have fun with it. You know, the only sort of, I feel like if any doubt comes in, that's typically just your mind doing that. But it's kind of just something that like, if you have a thought, just go for it, trust it. The worst thing that can yes. happen is disappointment. And like, there really are no mistakes in life. Like yes. I believe as though your soul will always figure out a way to wiggle itself back to its path. Yes. So you really can't make a mistake. But once I started listening and Kaylin can back me up and also share her own experiences and vouch for this as well. Once we start listening to our inner voice and trusting it, you'll, you'll gain a sort of relationship with it to where you'll trust it in bigger situations. You'll trust it in even like life threatening situations and it'll just grow stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's for hundred mm -hmm. percent. Sure. I think you bring up an important point because even still to this day, you hear about people being called to do something. And like you said, it's, it's almost like you expect this voice to come through so clearly to tell you exactly what to do. But from my personal experience, at least, it's always been that in the moment, I just did something and I didn't really know what for. And it wasn't yeah. until after that I was able to look back and recognize, oh, okay, my inner voice, God, the universe, whatever was pushing me to make this decision. And now I understand why. I feel like the lesson yeah. and that realization doesn't always come right away. It's usually after whenever you make the decision, you experience what you, what you went through and then yes. you're able to reassess it. Yes, absolutely. I, it really is so true that like, I, I believe that like when one door closes a million open, it's not mm -hmm. just like one to one, mm -hmm. um, especially when it's something you've been carrying for a long time or been a part of for a long time, a relationship, a job that, that doesn't serve you anymore. That makes you anxious that like, you're not, when you go to bed at night, you're, 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 you're looking forward almost to however much time you have when you get home from work to the Netflix, you can watch everything. And you're dreading that seven or 8am alarm clock that yeah. you have to wake up to. And you, you sort of, um, put an end to any sort of thing like that in your life. It is crazy. It is crazy how much mm -hmm. it's rewarded. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we wouldn't have been able to figure this all out. We wouldn't literally be here today if we hadn't made that decision almost six years ago now to go to Mizzou. And by opening that door, like Chloe said, the million doors that came after were opened because of that one. We met each sure. other, we became roommates. And I don't know, I, I feel like we should dig into that too, because that, yeah. that explains why we're here making this podcast right now as well. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, so it's not even like after deciding to go to Mizzou, I, I tried to like seek out any sort of like incredible, perfect, best friend, sister, soul, yep. 
sister of a sister <laughs> that I now have in my life, it was very much random, yep. which is like, there's only so much you can control and so and so many buttons you can press to to uh, sort of, I don't know, I guess, control the circumstances in your life before it's just like, just make your decision and what's supposed to happen will sort of happen. Mm-hmm. And I actually like, this is my senior year of high school. I had like a free period with a friend. And you know, those like Facebook groups um, where it says like, class of 2020 Mizzou whatever and they're sort of random and 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 you get to see everyone who's going to be in your your class People the next are year. People roommates. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um so I was on one of those and I gave the uh, Facebook group to my friend. And I said, here, I have to like start reaching out to people to have a roommate. You pick like you, you do it. And she, I think I honestly, I'm not positive about this again, me really out here with the false memories, but what I think (laughs) happened, I think she closed her eyes and just pressed something. What? Pressed someone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Based on your reaction. I don't know. (laughs) But that's what it that's what it that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like because she definitely did just randomly scroll down the list and choose a random name. And then I messaged Kaylin and the rest is freaking history. Yeah. I also want to point out, not to be that person, but I also am at the same time very much that person. I am a Pisces and her friend at the time who chose to reach out to me was also a Pisces and I know there are no coincidences that exist in this world. I just want to, I just want to lay that foundation for further episodes that (laughs) no matter whether you love it or you hate it, astrology will be a strong foundation in this. Yes. 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 I also want to mention that Chloe is a Taurus and Pisces and Taurus are some of the most compatible, which also makes a lot of sense. Yes, 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 yes. It is crazy how this stuff works because it's at the end of the day, no matter what you believe, I really do look on like the compatibility. I look at the compatibility of certain signs. Pisces, Taurus is like extremely strong. I look at the compatibility in terms of like, you know, who who Taurus is most likely date and things like that. And like, it's consistent with the uh, relationship dynamics in my own life. You know what I'm saying? Mm So I, I try. Listen, I know there's a lot of people who read into this stuff and then they sign off on it very quickly. I have trial Mm -hmm. and errored over a plenty amount of years. <laughs> and I found I found that my hypothesis on Zodiac proves to be accurate and consistent. However, I'm aware of the fact that also there's a bit of, you know, I'm aware of subconscious bias that goes into it and all that stuff. Yeah. But Caitlin and I really just love to have fun with it. Like we yes. love to have fun with it. And we, and we found that it, it proves to be pretty accurate in our own lives. And just, I love yep. the idea of like a personality map. I think we're all unique yep. and yep. have our own. I don't think there's one singular path for any person. I just think we're these nope. infinite souls and beings and we're all equal. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. But then we all have these fun little personality maps that yes. um, are and aren't compatible with one another, you know? Yeah. And Chloe and I have talked about this before. It's just a fun way to get to know somebody. If you're meeting somebody for the first time, it goes deeper than just oh, what's your name? Who are you? I feel like it's it's like, it's like those personality tests that different jobs or schools might've made you take. It just helps you understand people a little bit more, whether it's completely true or not. It's, it's a deeper way of connecting with somebody. And it's so, it's so ethereal to me. And it just gives me such a universal sense of a higher purpose because it does have to do with space and how the stars and planets are aligned and which goes into actual science. And it just, everything is interconnected in this world. And who would, who would we be to count out astrology? Something that has been talked about and studied for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes. I was going to say like, there's people who really dedicate their whole lives to studying this stuff. And I mean, that goes for for any religion, but Mm -hmm. I also say at the same time, it's like, I'd rather have fun with life than not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'd rather believe in magic than not. I'd yes. rather believe that, like if I have a thought that comes through and the door opens, but the door opens because the wind blew it open. I would just rather believe that like the door opened because like the universe is confirming some sort of like realization yes. I just had rather than, oh, it's just the wind. Well, what the heck is wind? And why does it blow? And why did it blow through my specific window? You know what I'm saying? Like just, and and once I started, both of us, because I feel like we started having these realizations and awakenings or whatever. I don't even like to- Together, we taught each other this, I feel like. I I learned this from you. Oh, I feel like I learned this from you. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) But once you start embracing it, the magic will appear everywhere and it'll get like, like- more and more obvious and you'll be able to like even like I love the word alchemize control Ooh. your environment 
everywhere Ooh. you go. I love Ooh. to visualize people laughing. If people are, if I'm in public and two people are fighting, I should close my eyes and I imagine them laughing. And I swear I've seen the conflict get like dissolved so quickly when I do this. And it's like, sure, whether or not it's true, what even is truth? There's no one baseline truth. We don't even know what's going on. We even know why we're here. So I don't know. I just, I love to have fun with life. Listen, something that I've realized <laughs> as I've gotten older is that all of these cliche life quotes and sayings that you really wouldn't give second thought, for example, life is what you make it. It really, I mean, they're, they're famous for a reason. Yeah. Thank you, Miley Cyrus. Thank you. But really though, I mean, the reason why it resonates and why it became so cliche is because it actually holds so much truth. And that, that goes into science and paying attention to what God and the universe are trying to tell you what to do. If, like Chloe said, if, you know, if, if you're asking for a sign and the wind blows and something hits the window right after you thought that, you have two paths to take. Okay. Mm. It, it's just wind. And then from there, that's gone. Or you can, you can choose to say, you know what, that was a sign to make this decision. And it becomes a sign. It is, mm -hmm. your life can literally become what you want it to. Yeah. So in terms of astrology, if we choose to pay attention to astrology and, you know, sort of use it as that personality map and way to get to know people, then it, it will become the truth in our worlds, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes, 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 and yes. And also with astrology, I feel like, you know, when we talk about even the fact that we all can meet each other and immediately start unpacking our personality traits and our triggers and the things that get us frustrated, what a beautifully emotional world that didn't exist mm -hmm. 100 years ago. Yes, yes. You I know, agree. I agree. Like, we just talk to someone and start being like, oh, yeah, wait, what, what makes you mad? Or, oh, you're this. So does this make you mad? Or, or you, are you artistic? Are you imaginative? And then, and then immediately you're already talking about like your deepest hopes, passions, and desires. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more beautiful than it is not. Um, but going back to what you were saying about like seeing the magic and everything and like literally forming your own perspective. I mean, people ask us all the time, like, how are you always so like joyful and in good moods? I just made a decision to start like, I guess, taking note of all the good things that are happening in a day. And like, even yeah. if it's small, just be like, oh, heck yes. And then the way in which those, it just starts multiplying and you're conditioning your brain to see only the good things in your environment. And suddenly like the bad just starts to either not phase you or just doesn't exist. It just stops. It It's the, you know, the parking ticket that would have taken down your whole week now is like a, you laugh and you continue and then you just keep going and suddenly that shit gets paid for. It's, it's, yep. it's really wild how this stuff happens. It's all, it's, it's really, again, another cliche quote that <laughs> holds so much truth. The fact that it's all about perspective because even in those moments that you might deem bad, there is always a lesson to be learned that can make you better going forward. And once you're forward, you look back and realize that it was Another cliche quote, blessing in disguise. You know what I'm saying? All, all of these quotes yep. exist. All these yep. sayings exist because it's true. Cliches are cliches for a reason. If you really laid out life, it comes down to some pretty simple freaking themes. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I take that and I'm like, just take life less seriously. I know there's a lot of, of like unpacking traumas and all of that stuff right now, which I think is so important. But I think that if you stay too caught up in that world, it will take away from the simple joys in life and the simple pleasures in life. So do what you have to do to set yourself up, I guess, psychologically, whether that be, you know, in the morning going on a walk um, so that you can, whatever it was yesterday that you maybe didn't deal with, you can kind of unpack and deal with. But at the same time, make sure that every single moment in your day, you're just like, oh my goodness, freaking gracious. I'm breathing. There's light coming through the window right now. I can see colors. I'm laughing with mm -hmm. my friends. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous world. And I guess all that stuff will start to unpack naturally. Yep. And I I think this, this is something we've talked about earlier, but Chloe and I recently both watched the movie Soul, which I'm sure a lot of people have by now as well. It's taken over. It's taken over. For a good reason, though, because it, it, it exemplifies this exact message that we're saying right now. You know, the, the soul that 
was seeking to find her spark, which she thought was her life purpose. But whenever she got to experience earth and just living, she realized her purpose was to just live. She, I loved the quote whenever she was, she was trying to figure out what to be exactly what, what her purpose should be. She was like, I could be a sky watcher, a bird watcher. I can just lay in the sun. Those little things like Chloe had said earlier that we should be taking time out of our day to appreciate instead of just just going straight to, oh, I have to get this done. I have to do this. You know, it's so incredibly beautiful that like, you know, in this new age, there is this wave of like, frick it. We're just going to do what we love and -hmm. we're just going to pursue our passions. On the other side of the coin, people end up identifying so much with their passions that when they're not doing them or they don't have the resources to do them or they're just not feeling up to it for whatever reason, they have impulses to do other things, they start to beat themselves up and think that they're falling behind and all of this crazy stuff that's like, it's okay to be powerful and talented in whatever you're talented in and that thing just exists and sort of um, show up whenever, whenever it does. And you know what? Let's say, okay, let's say you're a painter. You haven't been painting much, but just the fact in and of itself that you're a painter, it means you're imaginative. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you being a painter is showing up in your conversations with people, all these little ways in which you being a painter is going to show up in everything you do, even when you're not painting. So I think it's just important to not over-identify too much with your passion and just kind of make it fun. Don't take, don't take the the fun away from it. And because you're making it this ultimate life's purpose thing that when you're not doing your, you, your life has no meaning. There's, there's beauty everywhere we go and fun everywhere we go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the epitome of this podcast too, because although we say this has been, you know, six years in the making, I think we haven't really been able to nail down one specific thing we've wanted to do. We want to do a talk show. We want to do a reality show. We want to do a podcast. We want to do all these different things. And I think that's just us wanting to live life and have fun together. You know, it's not, oh, we're, do- we're, do- <laughs> we're doing this podcast so we can be famous and it can become the number one in the world. Da, 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 da. Yes. It's like, no. Yes podcasting we enjoy listening to podcasts we enjoy talking to each other so this podcast is a part of like our little life's adventure you know and I think it's just about that I think we could have gone into this being like okay we need to promo we need to set this up we need it we don't even have a name you guys for this podcast I have no idea what you guys have clicked on as you're listening right now we don't we're not sure as of right now we said that it may naturally occur to us as we're talking so I guess uh I'm waiting hey TBD could be good just like no I don't know Disney might come for us true true but I mean the moral of the story for those who are listening if you have something you want to do just do it it doesn't have to have that pressure like Chloe's saying you know for it to be successful and to bring you where you want to be because it's your life's purpose no your life's purpose is to have fun so just do what makes you happy and allows you to have fun and from there it will all figure itself out always yes and remember why you're doing it. If you were 10 years old and you didn't have access to Instagram, social media, and all these ways to promote your thing and monetize, make money, why would you be doing it? You'd mm-hmm. be doing it because it's so fun. It brings you joy, whatever it is, whether that's music, whether that's performance, writing, math, engineering, whatever it is, you're doing it because your brain just freaking loves it. And we don't know why mm-hmm. we love it, but it brings us this spark that feels like freaking just ecstasy, euphoria. Just And that's the reason you're doing it. If this podcast were to go absolutely nowhere, Caitlin and I just, we love to riff and go back and forth to each other. And it helps us unlock realizations too. Like a lot of what we're saying, we've probably never said to each other at other points in time. Like we get Mm -hmm. to unlock that. But you know, at the same time, if we can post this and one person listens to this and it helps them, that's also feeding another part of ourselves, which is like, we love to make people feel better because people have made us feel better in the past and we know how good that feels. And so we now, I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you, but we've had these you know, we want to give back to people in sort of the same same manner. Yes, exactly. And that I I think you put exactly why we're doing this podcast in 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 sentence because yeah, it's to have fun, but also we have these conversations on our own already, but we've come to a realization that those who have been a part of conversations, these conversations in the past with us have really benefited from them and us ourselves as well. So, like Chloe said, if <laughs> What? what? I'm, getting a memory. I'm getting a memory. What? Tell it. Okay. So before we brought it to any sort of social media platform, um, we were really doing the groundwork, the grassroots, if you mm-hmm. will. Grassroots, for sure. 
Yes. Now, Kaylin and I had a favorite food spot uh, back in Missouri where we went to school called Ingredient. RIP Ingredient. They yep. are now closed. Always but remember. Her- Yep. But her beautiful, amazing uh, boyfriend worked there. So part of our Friday routine was after class, we would meet at Ingredient when it was a little bit warm out and we would sit outside and we'd always get like the same thing. We'd always treat ourselves to a soda and either do, I think it was, what was it? Like the salmon Sweet potato fries, Sweet potato fries and the salmon salad. That was like our go-to. And we'd sit outside and Columbia, Missouri, which is where we went to school, was a pretty small college town. So if you sat outside, you would see at least five to 10 people you would know. Yeah, this restaurant was right across the street from campus, basically on campus. So, I mean, students everywhere. Yes. And so there was always, always, always going to be a chance that we would see people we know. And so instead of having just a classic passerby conversation with everyone who passed us, we pull them in. We would say, how are you doing? What's up? Is there, I think we actually got pretty deep in the first like five to 10 minutes. We'd be like, is there anything you like you've dealt with this week? We'd start, we, we really start not interrogating, but, um, just having a like, <laughs> deeper conversation than anyone might with, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh my God. Have a good, see you later. See you tonight. Are you going out? Oh no. The classic. Are you going out this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going out? 10 B? 10 Harpos. Even if you, those are the names of the bars that we used to go to, even if you know you're literally not going to see that person out, it's almost just like, it's almost just conversation out of like basic, like human routine. But we would, we would go further than that. And mm-hmm. we would just like unpack with people, honestly. Yeah. And we'd have these, like, sometimes they'd end up being like 20 to 30 minute conversations. Um, and after yeah. doing that, it was something that we enjoyed doing so much that we were like, Oh, we should make this a podcast. Yep. Exactly. And I think the first time we did it, it wasn't even like we meant to, we were just sitting outside. And like Chloe said, when people pass by, we're, we're not, we're not hip with all the just like surface level conversation. No. We, we want to, we want to get down to the nitty gritty and actually have yeah. a lasting impact on everybody. Yeah. After that first time we had so much fun and people were actually telling us like, wow, I, you know, I was, wasn't having the greatest day, but now I, I feel like I could take on the world. It took that that one, that one piece of feedback for us to be like, okay, we're doing this forever. That's why I go and get coffee instead of doing any sort of mobile order bullshit, because I swear I can be in my feelings. I could be so upset about whatever. And I will have one conversation with someone and I don't know, it just makes, it puts everything in perspective, just exchanging smiles and just like freaking, I don't know, whatever it is. They, they really do say that like, helping someone or like, you know, again, people have also helped me. It's always been a sort of, uh, what's the word, a reciprocated relationship when two humans are having these types of interactions can change the course of your entire day. And and so, yeah, I mean, podcasts and other stuff like that have always done that for me. But honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, Kaylin, I don't know if you feel the same way, but especially the more I become in touch with my emotions and the less I want to like put on a performance for people and just be myself everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Small talk like starts to like, like freak me out. Like I know I can't have yeah. people unpack their deepest traumas in the first five seconds. I understand that. However, I will literally start to disassociate if I can like tell it's just like, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? And I know that I'm as, I play as much of a part in that as the other person, you know, mm-hmm. but that's why at this point in my life, I'm really make sure to focus on my tone. It's not, hi, how are you? It's hi, how are you? Like genuinely ask someone a question. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Hi, how are you? Can still serve a really good purpose. But I think, yeah. I think, I think it becomes so routine that we, myself included, yeah, you just get into this passive state where you say, hi, how are you? But it's not actually a question. It's just a statement. Hi, how are you? And you're not actually asking the person. And whenever they ask you saying, oh, great, but that's not actually true. Granted, you don't have to unpack your childhood traumas to your Starbucks barista. (laughs) And I've done it. I've done it. I mean, you can't. Honestly, if there was any place to do it, I would say Starbucks because they are so nice. Listen, people, I've not that I have anything against Starbucks. I've just, I, I don't know. They're not my go-to for coffee. However, Chloe has made me realize just how (laughs) wonderful their employees are. And I would say, especially in just, you know, the food industry, coffee, whatever you want to call it. Um, when you have those quick interactions, it's so much easier and more typical to have those passive conversations. But Starbucks is one of the few places where I actually feel like 
I, I get something out of the interactions I have with their employees, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. No, it totally does. And we talk about this a lot and people have come for me before. Um, especially when I started making TikToks on Starbucks being like, why don't you buy from like a local coffee shop and this, this, and that. The thing is, is like, there's also human, there's human. I know, I know that there's problems with like big, big corporations and yeah. I, I do what I can to not play like a massive role in that. However, it's like, we have to start with the human and there exactly. are people in these stores who also need help. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's employees who also have jobs there who would love a visit from someone and just to be asked how their day is going. And then all these sort of larger scale problems will figure themselves out later. In fact, a lot quicker than they have in the past. So I'm not, you know, excusing my contribution to corporate America. I I'm aware of it. Come for me, do as you will. But I've made some of my best <laughs> friends at Starbucks. They, I know uh, they take very good care of their employees. They were actually the first corporation to have like a universal worldwide shutdown just for employee bonding. Um, and then also they provide like dental insurance, they pay for school, all this stuff. So I, I've, I've always found, I can only ever speak from my experience, but I've always found that the baristas at Starbucks are very friendly and good moods and like have always just uplifted my, my spirits. Shout out to Renee, shout out to Jimmy, um, shout out to okay. Kevin, shout out to all of my Starbucks besties. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, but, but I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Fine. That was my, that was my like classic Starbucks rant, even though I know well, people will find it controversial. I think it's important though. I think it's important because it, for those who might not have the same opinion, it forces you to think because I, I, I don't know, in my mind, those corporations were once those mom and pop shops trying yes. to make it. And like Chloe said, there are definitely issues with corporate America. And it's important to acknowledge those, but it's also important to acknowledge the fact that those businesses were once also those small businesses that needed support too. And I don't know, like thinking of my own brand, I not, not saying I want it to become a corporation, but I, I see big things for it. I want it to be global. And I, I don't know. I don't think that it's necessarily what am I trying to say here? It almost makes you scared to do that because of the the perspective on corporate America and on big businesses. But I, I think it's time for us to redefine our perspective and our opinion on that and just force ourselves to think deeper. And instead of thinking of it as a collective, identify where those problems actually really do exist instead of grouping yes. everyone together. Yes. And I think that changing changing the way that things are done within the corporation. Mm -hmm. um, I think most people in any sort of position, if you had a mom and pops and you were, you got the chance, the opportunity to expand your business, you would. And unfortunately some people get so deep in it to where, you know, a lot of corruption sort of occurs within those corporations. But if we can infiltrate the corporations, AKA yep. me going into Starbucks guys, again, not excusing, but like, this is really, this is my MO on this, but going into Starbucks and sort of doing like the groundwork there, you know, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I that's where I feel like um, my role is, and where I think that there's going to be a sort of more uh, long term change, rather than just like down with Starbucks. Two people don't buy Starbucks today, but all the problems sort of still exist. Ooh, um, yeah. I think when we start with the humans over time, people will just value money less. They'll value stepping on people's toes less to the point where corporate America and all the problematic um, sort of aspects are associated with it will dissolve, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, I understand why it's important that people don't, you you're choosing your local coffee shop over Starbucks. And when there's that option, mm -hmm. we, we do, we do that. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, exactly. Yeah. Supporting local businesses is equally as important. Oh my gosh. We, I think Kaylin and I can both speak from personal, from personal experience that supporting your local businesses is important. And this exactly. is actually a good topic of conversation. Now, if we want to transition here, Kaylin, um, can you just tell us a little bit about Yvonne and Mitchell? Yes. Yvonne Mitchell started in my sophomore year of college, largely due to Chloe and her support. My boyfriend and I, who I met at Mizzou as well, we both just had a love for fashion and personal style and vintage secondhand shopping in particular. And, you know, it just started out as something that we love to do together, still love to do together. But 
more and more people on campus would comment on our clothes, cool stuff we were wearing, cool stuff we found. And this was right whenever we started seeing people putting businesses on Instagram. And we already loved Instagram so much. We thought it'd be a good opportunity for us to sort of set up shop and display all of our cool finds, maybe even sell them as well. So we started an Instagram page, Yovana Mitchell. And I mean, it started off as just simply reselling vintage stuff that we found. But Jared, my boyfriend, sews. He's a designer. And so over time, he started upcycling, taking it one step further and customizing the things that we find. And now I, I would say it's an upcycled fashion brand based on Instagram. But we are launching a website this week, which is very exciting. Um, it is so insane to see where it started and where it is now. And I think that you. that's such an important subject to touch on because guys, if you have an idea and you start executing and you're like, oh my God, this is literal poo-poo. Like this is like a seventh <laughs> grader like experiment for class. That's that it, it, it can only get better after exactly. that. And it will, and it will, and it'll expand. And, and the more you do it, you'll get the resources to make it even better. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, they start, I mean, bias, but I think that they started off on a high note because they both have like a natural aptitude for fashion. <laughs> Thank um, you. But then as time went on, obviously you guys were able to sort of get the resources and things like that and the yeah. ideas and just, and then the confidence and everything. You guys, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. And you know what? It's, it's funny because first off, it took a while for us to actually launch it because Jared and I are both the same where in our minds, we, we see how we want it to be, but it's hard for us to actually execute it. But that's because we didn't have any first, firsthand experience. So it took us launching the business and working through it and actually experiencing how it plays out, what we need to do, all the effort it takes for us to improve our skills. And at the time, you know, I was so excited and I saw in my head what it was. It just in physical form wasn't there yet because we were so new to it. You know, it's like when you first start riding a bike, you're not going to be freaking doing triathlon your first time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, sorry. Well, all I was going to say is I talk about this so much, but guys, your ideas are always going to be perfect in your mind because mm -hmm. ideas are a product of the soul. Yes. But we are also in a physical world. Yes. So ideas are going to take time to fully materialize, yes. but you can't judge them along uh, that process. You can't, exactly. you have to remain pretty objective. And then of course, just allow it to be fun. And like we were saying before, like, don't take life too seriously. But like, if you have a freaking idea, just execute it. You don't have to go get some job to then know someone who, who, who does it. That person had has knows how to do it because they did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes it's important to have mentors and learn from them and stuff, but like, there's no more time to waste, baby. Just get going. Exactly. Just do it. Whatever that first step is, whether it's making the website or starting your first drawing or, you know, sewing your first piece, whatever it is, it's, it's the first step that matters most because that's the first experience and it'll lead to other ones. And because we had that idea in our minds when we launched, I remember at the time, you know, three, almost, well, no, three and a half years ago being like, oh, I want these recognition. I want this recognition from magazines and other people. I want people to see what we're doing. And now looking back three years later, it's so funny to me looking back at what we did. No hate, no shade, because I know we worked hard from it or for it. But seeing how much we've grown and how much better we are because of all that first hands-on experience, it's just funny to think that at the time I wanted that recognition then, but it's like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Your Maybe mind you put it in better words for me. Yeah, I mean, I got, I kind of got that way uh, with like vlogging and like TikTok and all of that stuff. I think it's easy when you have something that you haven't done before, but you've always wanted to do it, mm. and the way in which we have sort of, I guess, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like we've equated the worth of our of our passions or talents or just ourselves with the response from others mm -hmm. because 
why? Because we had parents who would put the binky in our mouth or whatever when we were being good and take it out when we when we weren't being good or whatever, put us in a timeout and this, this, and that. Like it all comes down to sort of just like, I guess, I don't domestication, if you will. Mm-hmm. And and just craving that response and that validation from others. But when like you just get it from within you, then you can then you it allows you a world in which you can do what you love to do without that changing based on uh, how people are reacting or who's, who wants to put you up on a higher platform than you're on now. And mm-hmm. you're just doing it because you love doing it and not not for validation. Yeah. Because when you do it for validation, nothing will ever be enough. Whether it's 10 likes, 10,000 likes, and you'll get to 20,000, you're like, why don't I have 30,000? You get to 2 billion, you're like, why don't I have, why don't I have 3 billion? And that yep. goes for money. Yep. That goes for followers. That goes for any sort of, like a, I don't know, digit-based uh, sort of response. Um so yes, of course I understand what you're saying, but, but was there a way that you were able to take yourself out of that mindset? Was it just by like, co- like doing it and eventually you realize that like that, that just wasn't the way or what do you think? I think because that, that need for validation goes down straight to the ego, which is something that takes so long to first identify and then work through and retrain. You know what I mean? And I think I had to go through that process in order for me to lose that need for validation. And it's still something that comes up because nobody's perfect. The ego will always be there. You just have to learn how to navigate it. I think, I think, I think it was God in the universe. Just, you know, how do I put this? I think it took us creating these waves, because we sell our stuff on Yovana Mitchell through waves that, you know, just sales, curated collections that are tied to a specific idea, source of inspiration, color, look, feel, whatever. And so we spend all this time photographing, finding the pieces and making this like fashion story and then selling the stuff through that. And we put so much of our heart and soul into it. And I think it took us doing that and, you know, being so excited, so proud of ourselves and waiting for that validation, waiting for the sellout and everybody to be like, wow, we love this. It's so amazing. And I think over the past few years, it took us waiting for that and not getting it and feeling that uncomfort and that pain. It's like, I just remember being so excited and posting it and it, you know, in my mind, getting no recognition, me being instantly I'd gone from loving it to hating it and wanting to delete it and wishing I wouldn't have wasted the time because we didn't sell out or people didn't say what I wanted people to say about it. And it forced me, I was forced to recognize why are you so quick to turn on yourself and what you love and what you've created just because of other people? That's not okay. And it took me a while to get that lesson. And I think the only way I was able to get it was to sit through that uncomfort and to feel that sort of, I don't want to sound dramatic, but like pain multiple times. Do you know what I mean? Exactly what you mean. Especially people don't realize it's like, no one's on their phone liking or, or buying your stuff or watching your videos, knowing the work that you put into it. Mm-hmm. All they're seeing is one video or one picture or whatever it is, they're not seeing, you know, they're not in your shoes of I've spent night and day and night and day and night and day and put my all into this before it was finally put out on any sort of platform. Yes. Um, and I think that that definitely goes back to like, I think it's been easy for us to sort of um, mix up our passions with our purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we finally post that, that video or that picture, or that wave, it's like, we've sort of equated the response to like, Oh my God, are we going to, are we going to fulfill our purpose or not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, yes. And we have to go back to like the fact that we're doing this for fun. We're doing this for freaking fun, not for what anyone else thinks of us or anything. And we're doing this cause it's healing mm-hmm. and we're doing this because this is something that we wanted to do since we were a child and we have finally got to do it. You know, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, do you feel like once you started getting the right quote unquote, so to speak, responses from people in terms of people were purchasing and waves were selling out. Do you think it created a standard um, for your work that like, even though we know not to get validation or not to uh, 
equate the quality of our work with validation from people. Um, did it kind of unconsciously create a standard for you when you put out stuff after, after those moments of quote unquote success? I think so for sure. I think it did, (laughs) but (laughs) for sure. I got a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. And I, we, we did so well right off the bat with selling out and the response that it set that expectation early, early on. But I'm grateful for that because I was able to work through that early on. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we are still in the early stages. And I'm grateful that I am working through that lesson and I have identified that it's a problem at this stage rather than, you know, five years from now. Snaps to that. Everyone craves that overnight come up, but I don't think they really realize what it comes with. Exactly. Exactly. And with the overnight, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like even those overnight sensations, quote unquote, there still is that really intense level of work and just time, energy that goes into it that people don't see before that person is is well known. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and it's crazy because it's like, especially a lot of artists who will have like one hit. But maybe it's like that hit was a little less of what they love to do, Um, maybe catering to the mainstream, whatever it is. And that's the thing that pops off. And it's nothing like the stuff they love to do. But Mm -hmm. now they're in this sort of like spiraling tunnel of wanting of not maybe wanting to, but having to cater to what the masses want and create more of that music. And so they may have all these freaking hits out and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Ariana Grande. She's one of the best artists out there. But Ariana could be over here. Like, dang, I wanted to do folk, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know? And so it doesn't matter how much money or like someone has, they could be deeply, deeply, deeply uh, dissatisfied with their life um, because they're not getting to do what they want to do. So Mm -hmm. frick the money. Frick the views, frick the likes, frick it all, baby. Just do what you want to do because end of the day, when you put your pillow on your head at night, you want your freaking entire body to be filled with joy because you got to do something you loved. You didn't get to do something that was just that deal. Because listen, that validation, that validation, guess what? It does feel freaking good. It feels freaking amazing. But guess what? It's not sustainable. It's not lasting. Mm -hmm. So as soon as don't get that validation and it's something else that you do, or maybe you try and do something different or you do something, you do it similar and you don't receive it. Boom. Your world just collapses because you built that confidence off that, that original freaking huge tsunami of validation you got, whether it was like freaking a hundred likes on a photo, 10,000 likes on a photo or a podcast or a, a, a freaking uh, clothing line drop, whatever it was, you need, you need to create that confidence, that unmoved mountain within yourself so that, it's not, otherwise it's wavering and you're constantly relying on other people for your own happiness. You are uh, externalizing your confidence and I've been guilty of it so many freaking times, dude. Oh my God. That's something I've really dealt with hardcore this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I'm like finally working through it. So it snaps for that. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like the only way to get to that confidence, again, maybe I'm wrong on this, Maybe there are some people who just automatically have it, which is amazing. But in my experience, the only way to get to that confidence is to work through that uncomfort and that need for validation. I'm still working through it, but I I do have a level of confidence to where I know I will keep doing this no matter what until I don't want to anymore, no matter what people say. But I wasn't able to get there. Until I would, until I worked, I identified the fact that I had a need for validation and figured out, okay, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to work through it? Whenever these egoic feelings come up, what can I do that makes me feel better and puts my head back on straight? Yes, absolutely. And now at this point of, I guess, self-awareness, um, I've gotten better at calling myself out on the spot and working through tough emotions on the spot mm. rather than grabbing my phone. Of course it still happens, but rather than grabbing my phone or grabbing a drink or grabbing a joint or like whatever it is that could take me, distract me mm-hmm. and uh, allow me to just deal with that thing tomorrow. Even though it's hard and it's tough, I force myself to go outside for a second, 
get the wind in my face, even though the first five to 10 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, so many anxious thoughts, whether it's like, what did I do? Why did I post that? That was so dumb. All the thoughts that come up, whatever, all the Mm -hmm. irrational thoughts. And then past that 10 minutes, the truth starts coming through. And I'm able to work through that thing dead on the freaking spot right then and there, rather than me dealing with it next week, because it's see, it's now, um, it's now uh, ingrained itself so hard into my subconscious. It's showing up in everything I do until I have what an, an, uh, an old mentor, acting teacher of mine, uh, referred to as a vomit moment, which means that you've denied something within yourself. You haven't dealt with something within yourself so hard, so long to the point where you have your vomit moment, which is where you know I can I can think of a few hard, hard, hardcore breakdowns I've had where I've literally almost vomited or almost thrown up. It doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be vomiting for it to be a vomit moment, but Mm -hmm. where your body is literally like, I cannot take this anymore. I cannot take this anymore. I can't do this. I can no longer live in this life with this thing inside of me or me not doing this thing. It has to be done. So yeah. Whenever whenever you, oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's that's it for me. I was going to say, whenever you have those moments where you sort of fall into that state of need for validation and second guessing yourself what what is your go-to method methods for bringing yourself out of it making yourself you know sort of bring your head above the water yeah um it's different okay number one calling you (laughs) (laughs) this is why we're doing this podcast Because we just need it. This is our own therapy session. So if you you listen and benefit, then great. But (laughs) no, but seriously, it's, it's, it's definitely, I have my people, but I know at the end of the day that I have to do it myself. I'm lucky enough that I found someone who helps heal me through these things without it being codependent in any way. Mm -hmm. And we have a system now. If I call Kaylin and she has an answer, I'm always like, okay, for a reason, like I'm supposed to work through this thing by myself. Ooh, and yeah. also knowing that like, I couldn't call Kaylin tomorrow, like if my phone freaking blew up and I couldn't call her, I'd have to have other methods. I'd have to be okay with that. And I do. Yep. And for me, those things are always, always, always. And I, again, same shout out to Deborah Kim, same acting teacher, same mentor who taught me this, but get in nature, go in nature. I mm. know it sounds cliche, cliche they're cliches for a freaking reason yes go into nature and like i said the first 10 minutes all the thoughts will come up and you'll be like i want to go back inside i want to go on my phone i want to watch a movie i want to smoke i want to do whatever it is and but that you'll reach a point past those 10 minutes when your mind has organized what it's had to organize and now your inner voice is coming through to you and is like yo girlfriend chill out you're good we rocking yeah and it's crazy how i've been able to like do like a super grow kind of thing where like maybe in the past I would have spent three weeks on something and now I can work through it in a day. Yeah. So that's what it is for me. What What is it for you? I would say nature as well, for sure. Something that has helped me in particular just to sort of put things in perspective is realizing that that moment existed. Okay, I'm really just speaking into Instagram terms and posting. I feel like this is so relevant because I know it's something I struggle with almost daily. I know you do too, not trying to speak for you, but I feel like it could help a lot of people, whether it's with YM or with my personal, just you know, having that feeling of, oh, I didn't get the feedback I wanted. Why did I do this? That's so embarrassing. Da, 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 da. Just realizing that whether you feel like it was you or not, that moment existed. You posted that for a reason. You yep. said that for a reason. Yes. You made that video for a reason. Yes. And whether it was one second ago, one month ago, one year ago, it happened. And yes, you're supposed to feel different now because you're constantly growing. You're constantly evolving. But just respecting it for what it was in that moment and moving on past it, I feel like yes. With documentation and the internet of things, it's so easy to go back into the past. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And you have to ask yourself, okay, so if this wave sold or if this video popped off, whatever the frick popped off, even means it's subjective by the Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Ariana Grande isn't giving a shit about 17,000 likes. She's probably caring more about 2 billion or whatever the standard she is. If that video 
popped off for you or that wave sold, would you be having the same thoughts? You always have to go back and be like, if I got the validation that my mind is seeking, would I be having the same thoughts? Probably freaking not. So mm-hmm. go back to why you posted that or why you did it in the freaking first place and and stay true to the, to those convictions. Exactly. Without, without all of this, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be so easy for us to remember what happened. You yes. know, it, it wouldn't be so easy for us to go back and criticize who we were in that moment, what we did, what we said, whatever. So we kind of had to sort of treat it with that same mentality because I think it can be so dangerous mentally. Yeah, I agree. It can, it, that's why also like they say everything's a projection. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm going into posting a video with wanting to get likes from it, there's no amount of likes could uh, possibly yes. satisfy me. Yes. I'm going with. Yes. If I post a video because I freaking like just love talking about whatever the heck I was talking about in that video. Um, and I go in with that, then I know that if it's five likes or a freaking million or whatever it is that I'm going to be happy with it no matter what. And so I guess it's important to do some sort of like, maybe like emotional work or, uh, something before, uh, putting something out there so that you don't go back and like sit on those like negative thoughts and things like that, you know, and just mm-hmm. ch- check in with yourself, like all throughout the day and everything you do, you know, before conversations, after conversations, just, I mean, let it flow. Don't, don't, don't take, take it all too seriously. And you know, you don't have to get like OCD about it or anything, but yeah, make sure you check in with yourself when you're doing sort of, I guess, psychologically compromising activities like uh, posting on social media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Preach. Yeah. Wow. This conversation has been healing and sobering for me. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel charged. I feel ready to take on the rest of the day. Yeah. I also want to make a point that with this podcast, ideally we want to do our, uh, podcast in the morning because me and Kaylin have found, I mean, we, whenever we have conversations, it charges us up, yep. but we love a good AM convo to really pump yep. us up and get us lubed up for the day. I've <laughs> listen, I've always been a morning person at sleepover. I was the first person up just waiting patiently for everyone else to wake. <laughs> Looking at the antique, literally the antique, holes and the yes. antique the fine china yes and making, making, making sounds but nonchalantly to try to wake wake oh your my friends God, absolute worst. closing the bathroom door just yeah. a little bit harder so people get the frick up we would have been so good at a slumber party together oh i know i know we would have we are actually to this day because we still do sleepovers oh let's let's have that be a podcast theme is like slumber party and we'll do it before bed that okay. and it'll be like pillow talk that'd be fun okay. right okay love that love that I actually yeah. am having an epiphany, and I don't okay. know how this will play out. But what if our, in terms of the podcast title, what if it was related to cliches? Ooh. Because we are the epitome of cliches, astrology, all of these life, live your life, love, laugh, live quotes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But I feel what like was literally like live, love, laugh, and every like <laughs> think about it. Think how creative everyone wants to be with their podcast. They want to yes. say it's never been done before. What if we said frick it all and we said live, love, laugh with Kaylin and Clotilda? Dude. Like, I, come on. I feel like just coming from the point of cliches and making people recognize why they are cliches. Like, okay, the cats and coffee episode. Loving cats right. and loving cl- coffee. Definitely a cliche. But why? Why is it? Uncovering oh, the truth. I- Wait, this this really could be it. This really could be it. I agree. Because right. it, it ties into that the idea of we know who we are. We know we come off as these cliche people of like, okay, stay positive, be happy, but why why it's the truth and how how it goes so much deeper than just a cliche. Kaylin, this is literally genius. Do you like it? Okay. Yes. Are we down with live, laugh, love? I think that's the most cliche. <laughs> that That's like all of, that's every single theme we could possibly come down to in three words. That's the cliche of all cliches. Unless do you have, do you have one? No. I mean, as of right now, no, I, I just, I just feel like it should, we should definitely cap- capitalize. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you for listening to live, laugh, love. Caitlin and <laughs> thank you. This title has not been approved, but <laughs> <laughs> this title has not been approved. No, I well, actually do love it. That's okay. I like that idea more. I think it should. I think it should just be all about cliches. Every cliche we can find. Ooh, all about and cliches I, could be really good. Oh, 
Okay, so after this podcast, we're going to reconvene with our team and get some input. <laughs> but- okay, and we're going to FaceTime each other as soon as we get off this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to be like, what about love, love, love? And she's going to be like, what about all about cliches? And then we're going to meet somewhere in the middle and that'll be the name of this podcast. Okay. Listen. Listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listening. Sometimes I just say that, but I don't have anything to say. I'm just like, listen. Hey, um, listen could be a good name. Yeah, I have to stop. I have to stop. <laughs> listen. Listen to us. You don't have a... Well, think about it. How on the nose is that for a podcast? What do okay. you do during a podcast? You listen. listen. That's, that's true. Okay. That's true. Okay. <laughs> We're going so off the rails with this. I just no. want to say. Off the rails. Off the rails. Okay, I'm done. 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 <laughs> I just want to say that cliches start with C. Both of our names start with C. So I feel like yeah. we're going somewhere with this. I, I, I literally, I agree. I love, I know this podcast was all over the place in the most beautiful way. But I love making each episode just the basis of different cliches. Do you know what I'm I saying? I agree. I agree. I agree. And I think the greater theme in this conversation was just really not caring what anyone thinks. This was our vomit moment. This was our vomit Woo! moment. Was this vomit moment. What about vomit moment? <laughs> okay, no. I got I got another out of that one. Find your vomit. <laughs> find your vomit I don't know something like that I love that I love that um yeah okay here's the thing Kaylin we're gonna have some issues finding the grander theme even though we're gonna find it we're gonna do it yeah because we take every which path possible when we speak yeah so gorgeous and so beautiful yeah um but you know as a a good friend of mine Yes, as a good friend of mine has taught me, my theme for the year, apparently, according to him, is condense. Okay. Oh, Shout out to Danny. <laughs> Why does that start with a C too? I know, I know. Condense with Kaylin and Clotilda. Not okay. bad, not bad. Okay. You know what? Constructive. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, this was our vomit moment. From here on out, yeah. we will yes. condense. Yes. Shout out to whoever's still listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait. Oh, my God. Okay. Shout the frick out, you guys. Um, okay, so now that we've gotten this first episode down, I feel like, though, we're going to be better at even condensing themes in the future and just doing this this thing, riffing back and forth. I had the literal best time today. I feel charged up to, for the day. Kay, how do you feel? I feel great. I feel charged. I hope everyone else feels charged. I hope it didn't overwhelm you too much. I promise we, well, I can't say we won't because we probably will be like this going forth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Unapologetic at, with Kaylin and Clotilla. Yeah. Uh, it might be every podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys, listen, from here on out, we will have a better idea. Like we said, this was our vomit moment. This has been in the making for so many years, and we finally got to the point where we sat down and we really did it. We did what we said we were going to do. It felt great. I hope this inspires you to do something that you've always said you were going to do. Just do it, and from there, let it play out. See where it goes. Put it out into the world. That first step, this was ours, and from there, the universe will acknowledge that you are taking the steps to do what you love and it will help you and it will play out in your favor. Yes! What a beautiful way to end the podcast. Thank you for service today, Sister Kaylin. You're welcome, Sister Chloe. I love you so much and I will see you in 0.2 seconds on FaceTime. Okay, bye! Bye!